Hi everyone and welcome to this virtual lab on antibiotic resistance. In order to understand how antibiotic resistance is acquired in different types of bacterial species, you must be able to understand this concept of horizontal gene transfer. Horizontal gene transfer, often abbreviated as HGT, is essentially the transfer of genes from one bacteria cell to another through a few different mechanisms. These include conjugation, transduction, and transformation. Let's talk about each of these three in a bit more detail. In conjugation, you have one bacteria cell that has its chromosomal DNA and a plasmid. Remember that a plasmid is simply a piece of DNA in addition to the chromosome. So it's often called an extra chromosomal piece of DNA. In conjugation, the plasmid is duplicated and then is actually transferred to another bacteria cell through an appendage called a sex pilus. With this other bacteria cell, once it acquires this plasmid, it can then benefit from the gene products, that is the proteins that are coded for by the genes on that plasmid. In transduction, a virus is involved. Remember that a virus that infects a bacteria cell is called a bacteriophage. And in transduction, bacteriophage DNA is injected into a bacteria cell and can actually then be incorporated into the chromosomal DNA. The way that bacteria genes can be exchanged this way is because sometimes when new bacteriophages are being made during the infection cycle of the bacteriophage, the DNA that is packaged into the new bacteriophages can contain bacterial DNA. And so when those phages go on to infect more bacteria cells, they take some bacteria DNA from their previous host with them. That means that when the bacteriophage infects a new cell, not only is it infecting the cell with bacteriophage DNA, it's also infecting the cell with DNA from the previous host bacterium. In the final type of horizontal gene transfer called transformation, the bacteria cell simply takes up DNA from its environment. DNA can exist outside of the bacteria cell in the environment when another nearby cell dies and lyses. So you have a bacteria cell that dies, it lyses, its DNA is spilled out into the environment, and another bacteria cell can take up that DNA. It can either take up linear pieces of DNA and incorporate them into its chromosome, making a recombinant bacterial chromosome, or the bacteria cell can pick up plasmids that have been released through the death of other nearby cells. Either way, new genes are acquired. Now, how does this lead to antibiotic resistance? Well, resistance genes can be acquired via one of these types of horizontal gene transfer. This means that genes that code for proteins 
that offer some kind of resistance to a specific antibiotic can be acquired. Different genes confer resistance to different antibiotics. For example, on this plasmid, you see two genes for resistance. There is a gene that codes for a protein that makes the bacteria cell resistant to the antibiotic ampicillin, and there is another gene that codes for a protein that makes the bacteria cell resistant to another antibiotic called tetracycline. Resistance genes may be on the same piece of horizontal transferred DNA as shown on this plasmid, or they may be on different pieces. Remember that a certain bacteria cell can benefit from any one or more incidents of horizontal gene transfer and can pick up different kinds of genes each time, including different kinds of antibiotic resistant genes. Plasmids with genes for antibiotic resistance are called R-plasmids. So this would be an example of an R-plasmid or a resistance plasmid because it contains genes for antibiotic resistance. One thing we're not going to talk about in detail is how these genes confer resistance. But essentially, the different proteins that are coded for can do different things. Sometimes they break down the antibiotic, sometimes they modify receptors so that antibiotics no longer work properly. Other times they code for ejection pumps so that the bacteria cell can just pump the antibiotic right back out of the cell before it has a chance to take effect. These are all different ways that resistance to an antibiotic can be acquired by one of these genes. Now let's talk about the medical impacts of antibiotic resistance. Antibiotics kill sensitive bacteria, that is bacteria that do not have resistance genes. But if a given bacteria cell has resistance genes, for example, the two genes on this R plasmid, now they are no longer sensitive to that antibiotic. That antibiotic can be in their environment without the bacteria cells having any kind of detrimental effects. Via natural selection, the fraction of bacteria with resistance genes increases in a population exposed to antibiotics. This is a critical point for human medicine. What this means is that in a given population, of a specific species of bacteria, you have some cells that have resistance genes to an antibiotic and other cells that do not have resistance genes and are thus sensitive to those antibiotics. If you then treat that population with that antibiotic, the bacteria that don't have the resistance genes will all die, they'll be unable to reproduce, unable to give their DNA to a future generation, and all that will be left is the bacteria that have the resistance genes. They can then replicate and produce more bacteria that are also resistant. So you can go over the course of just a few generations from having only a small fraction of bacteria with, resi with resistance genes 
to having a population of bacteria where they all have the resistance genes. So this is a major source of nosocomial infections. Nosocomial means hospital acquired. So these are infections that people get when they go to the hospital to be treated for something unrelated and then end up contracting a disease from an antibiotic resistant bacterial infection. You may have heard of some. For example, MRSA is one that's in the news a lot. MRSA is M-R-S-A and stands for Methicillin-Resistant Staphylococcus aureus. KPC is another one that stands for Klebsiella pneumoniae carbapenemase. And multidrug-resistant E. coli and Clostridium difficile also are common nosocomial infections. So these are all different types of bacteria that are resistant to one or more antibiotics and they have become resistant via this natural selection process. That is, they acquired resistance genes via horizontal gene transfer and even though only a small portion of the bacterial population had those genes, once the population in the body was exposed to these antibiotics, all of the sensitive bacteria died the ones with the resistance gene survived and were able to multiply, multiply, multiply such that they made up a large part of the population and they were all resistant to this antibiotic and could then be transferred from patient to patient or from hospital equipment to patient. In today's lab, we're going to be looking at antibiotic resistance in environmental bacteria. This means we're going to collect bacteria from multiple sources. Some of them will be human symbionts, for example, the bacteria that grow on a human thumb. Others will be environmental bacteria, that is, bacteria that are growing on some inanimate object in the environment, such as the pen that you may write your homework with. Once these bacteria are collected, we will culture bacterial isolates with five different antibiotics and measure what are called zones of inhibition. This means that one isolate will be taken, for example, from human thumb bacteria or from pen bacteria, and grown in a concentrated, dense lawn on a nutrient auger plate and then five paper discs that are soaked in an antibiotic will be added to the plate as the bacteria are growing. This will result in a lawn of bacteria. The zones of inhibition are these clear spots that you see where the bacteria were not able to grow up to a certain disc. You can see that the bacteria in this lawn are highly resistant to the antibiotic on this disc and this disc because the lawn grows right up to the disc without problems. However, the bacteria are somewhat sensitive to the antibiotic on this disc, even more sensitive to the antibiotic on this disc, and most sensitive to the antibiotic on this disc. We can see this from the rather large zone of inhibition because the antibiotic, as it diffused through the auger medium, 
prevented the bacteria from growing in all of this space. So we will be getting bacteria that we culture from various sources and determining if those bacteria are sensitive or resistant to any of these five antibiotics, penicillin, streptomycin, ampicillin, chloramphenicol, and tetracycline.